Well, hello there, and welcome to Further Every Day, the podcast where we talk about politics, culture, current events through the lens of the Christian worldview. But here's the catch. Each one of us is sitting in a different chair. From that chair, we will argue the Christian apologetic from the point of philosophy, culture, economics, etc. To my left, I've got Daniel. How are you this morning, Daniel? I'm all right. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. <laughs> Glad Sitting to have in the you. chair of politics today. Great. You'll be taking care of the Christian's response to the political nature of our beliefs. And to my right, I have Josh. How are you this morning, Josh? I'm doing really good. How are you doing? <laughs> doing okay, you already asked me. <laughs> so that's why. I did. Okay. So you'll be sitting in the chair of. I'll be sitting in the chair of culture. Excellent. So you'll be taking care of the Christian culture and the counterculture that we should be bringing to the culture's depravity. Okay, moving on to his right, we have Jennifer. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm in the chair of theology. All right. Be talking about the theological nature, the basis for why we believe what we believe. And to her right, we have Mr. Charlie Pomeroy. How are you this morning? Good morning, everyone. Good to see you. you. I'm doing great. And we are going to take on the chair of philosophy today. The epistemological, ontological, uh, uh, teleological reasons for what we believe and for why we respond the way we do to our culture. Yep. So glad to have everyone on here. And I'm John Arthur Fiala, and I'll be sitting in the Ugly Duckling chair, the chair of Christian economics. I say Ugly Duckling. It It was my idea to put this chair in, but I think there is a monetary incentive for doing things right that's not why we do what we do mm-hmm. but if you if you read the instruction manual that the creator of the universe wrote things do work better it's just uh you know lubrication goes where it goes right so with that said we're going to go ahead and jump into a few stories uh but first i want to say happy juneteenth to all of you out there as a uh, conservative christian i can happily say happy juneteenth it's the day when uh, some slaves finally figured out, they were finally told and notified that they were free from their Democrat, Christian heretic, uh, white liberal uh, uh, slave owners. Uh, you know, the ones that uh, Christian abolitionists and Republicans fought to, to relieve from their slavery. But we'll talk about some of the culture's response and what really is going on with Juneteenth. We've got a few clips here. And uh, a lot of them are interesting. We got this first one uh, Jennifer brought to the table, and uh, it comes from Ashley Shackelford. Uh, the only clip that we have is from is from a Michael Knowles show, but we'll go ahead and roll this, and we're going to get everyone's take on her response. This is a critical race theory uh, teacher and proponent. So, with that said, let's hear what she has to say people are racist so (laughs) i put this up because i really want any white person in the room to know up front that this is what we're dealing with that it's not going to be this coddling of white tears and what that looks like we're not going to discuss oh maybe some of us have worked it out no you're always going to be racist actually so even when you're on your path to trying to figure out how to be a better human being um because i believe that white people are born into not being human like that actually instead of people of color and black folks being dehumanized that actually everyone is dehumanized off rip within white supremacy that y'all are born into a life to not be human and that's what y'all are taught to do to be demons particular way white people are all racist that clip's coming from the michael knowles show i want to go ahead and pass this around the room 
Uh, we'll start off with the chair of culture. 30 second hot or 10 second hot take real quick. What is the Christian's response to this cultural move? So in the culture where it currently stands, we see this embracing of the ideology of critical race theory. And some of the proponents of this theory are you are racist because you operate within a racist system that benefits you. And if you try to question it, it's because you're racist. All sorts of flaws with this. Doesn't approach people as individuals. Doesn't approach people as if they all have value. It says that only certain people have value. It does get something right, that people are, are intrinsically evil. That is correct. But that doesn't just apply to white people. That applies to everyone. So critical race theory and where it is flawed is that it does not treat people as individuals. Go figure, like the Jim Crow, slaveholders, everyone else who lumped everyone into a box. Very good. Moving on to the theological side. What's yeah. the theological response to this lady? Well, I mean, first of all, I just like to note that the very liberal use of the word demon is not appreciated. I don't think I don't think she has taken the time to really think about what she's saying. But as a broader point of view, um, I think anyone who has honestly taken the time to examine Christianity would not come away thinking in any way that it supports racism in any form. And, you know, we can talk about the verses that everyone likes to bring up that mention slaves or slavery or whatever. We can get into that if, if we want to. But theologically, it's spelled out very clear. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. We're all equal in Christ Jesus. We're all equal in the eyes of God. And this idea of, you know, the, the horrors of slavery are evil, and nobody's denying that that was evil. But it's, I'm not going to say just as evil, but it's also evil to swing too far the other way and start to say, well, all white people are evil. Look what happened. 200 years ago, that's not how it works. Absolutely. It's wrong regardless of the color who's being persecuted or undermined. Yes. Moving on to the philosophical chair. Uh, this, this person here is extremely dangerous in practicality. The thing is, when you, when you take a look and you ask yourself the question, can I use racism to fix racism? Just ask that question. If you want to boil it down in a more generic sense, can I use wrong to fix wrong? That there is really the, the ultimate question. And the thing is, I think Jennifer brought out some great points there, and I, I want to add one more. If you want to talk about something that tears away hope, how would you like to be a person that, that says, um, that you're always going to be racist. Basically, you're unfixable. That is totally contrary to what God stands for. Well, and again, it comes down to, I would ask, what's the purpose of that? Are you trying to change someone? Or are you purely enjoying ex exerting yourself? What's interesting about that clip, and I don't know if those of you that are listening have watched that clip, you ought to. 
Because what's really ironic is you had um, a, a number of different people represented in that room. You had whites, you had blacks, I believe there were some Hispanics in there. And the thing is, I don't care what color you are, I don't care where you stand, the very basic premise of just taking racism and saying we can fix racism with racism is is incredulous to me. It's it's crazy. Agreed. So with that said, moving on to the chair of politics, Daniel, what is the Christian's political response to people like this who are infiltrating our schools? They're bringing critical race theory, which is ultimately a, uh, it's a whip. It is going to curl back one way or the other. What's the Christian's response to the political nature of CRT? Well, Well, first off, I mean, CRT is just, designed to give Democrats a voter base. So you are you are telling and I'm gonna steal John Arthur's chair just for a split moment. You are telling black kids growing up that it doesn't matter what uh, who you are, the only thing that matters is your skin color. And because of your skin color you will never be successful in this country which is the biggest lie I have ever heard. America is the richest country in the world. Um, we have the best class mobility meeting you can. You have the highest chance here from going from lower class to upper class, middle class, whatever, than any other country in the world. No other country even comes close. It's divide and conquer divide is what they're conquer. doing. Correct. And the reason they do that is here. In, in 1965, LBJ instituted the Greater Cities Policy. You want to go back and you look where people say the parties switched. They never switched. Republican Martin Luther King Jr. died to bring the uh, civil rights movement. People like him sacrificed, he with his life, to bring the civil rights movement. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, not a perfect man, but one who was fighting for a freer, more beautiful future. LBJ comes in and realizes, a Democrat, be clear, comes in and realizes, if I can take the voting base, destroy the nuclear family, get dad out of the home. By the way, you might be wondering why I waited to say Happy Father's Day. Juneteenth and the agenda behind Juneteenth is anti-Father's Day. The reason they're pushing it the way they are, not Juneteenth. I think we can celebrate Juneteenth, just as I said earlier. But they're pushing it because economically they told women, especially women of darker skin tones, you want to you wanna make money, you want man to be out of the house so that government can come in and be the man. They went to systematically to black and brown neighborhoods and told black and brown women, Get the man out of the house. You will be eligible. By the way, it's the but same. You know, you know what's really nice about what what's happened. You're 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 right on that. There are a lot of blacks that are seen through that. They're they're and they're truth standing wins. up. Truth truth wins. Yeah, and this last week I I saw um, an article. I I don't remember where it was posted, but. This one black dad, he's like, how do I stand for this racism argument you're, you're, when you're, I have been... You're going to a clip that we have. Another uh, it, it's a great clip. It's clip two. 
That's yep. Clip two. So we'll, 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 we'll interact with that in a moment. Mm -hmm. But you look at it economically, the reason for CRT is to break down us as a whole into groups for a voting base. And they're doing that with financial aid. And they're using that, they're leveraging that against families. Do not be deceived. The reason they're doing this is for political and monetary power. And they've just seen the full fruition of this. Um, they've seen the full fruition of this. So let's go ahead and start to break this down just a little bit further. I feel like we've done a, uh, we've done a somewhat thorough takedown. But um, I just um, want to say, from from my chair of theology, um, one thing that Charlie said really struck me, and I want to expound on it a little bit more, is is this idea of there's no hope for these people to get better, and that is so anti what the Bible teaches. Amen. The, grace is so important. It is it is the most important thing. Without grace, without the grace of God, there's no hope left. And this sort of like culty, secular religion that they just worship this idea of government and 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 race and and cultural Marxism. This. Yes, cultural Marxism. It is it is a religion that has no grace. Uh, and, and, and what's hilarious, if you ask this woman, would you say, are are, are you basically good? Well, yeah, I think people are basically good. What about white people? Oh, now they're demons. Well, if, she if said you, if you they're asked born, her, not human. So, so if you yeah. asked her, she would say people are basically good. Mm -hmm. it, uh, in in one, if you could separate her for mm -hmm. a moment and catch her in an off moment yeah. without her thinking about white people, she'd mm -hmm. say people are basically good. Mm -hmm. And then she would flip back here to this. It's because the standard is based on mm -hmm. the pecking order of, of uh, crit critical race theory. What she's proposing hard, hard, hard victimhood. is not much different than what Hitler proposed. Correct. That's that's really and, and I'm the Jews are filthy, mm, evil, blah blah blah. Right. Media matters. I'm quoting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it. That's why I say she's extremely dangerous. Mm -hmm. She's not even arguing something that can legitimately be talked about in dialogue. That's. That's so far beyond that, that that's, as a white person, if I had been in that room, if I was there to try to dialogue through something, I would have walked out. Correct. There Easily. Is, there, there's nothing left There's to nothing say. left to say. There's no, if there's no hope for me, okay, then there's obviously no hope for me to help in this situation, whatever that might be, so. So Christian counterculture, Josh, what should that look like to this? Jennifer used a word she said culty I love this word that she used to examine what it looks like what this movement looks like because if you want to talk about why the Christian church has failed in a lot of respects it's because they just did it for the sake of doing it mm. they went to church because it was the right thing to do let's fill the pews because that means success let's fill the pews because it means success but what you ended up having was pews that were full to the brim but interiors that were empty Amen. as a broken house and no and no response to that and no response to that but it really shows the symptoms or the problems of cult-like followings mm -hmm. but let's talk about 
this video and what this woman said at face value from a cultural perspective. And I kind of want to dive into the world of economics in terms of Juneteenth. Sure. Culturally, let, let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Or let's give CRT the benefit of the doubt. And let's say this woman doesn't represent it. But she does. She said she does. So she didn't just get this ideology from nowhere. But still, let's take what she said at face value. She said that all white people are racist. This term, value, value, I'm going to keep harping back to this term, value. Do people have value? Does everyone have value? Intrinsic Intr value. Intrinsic value. Does everyone have intrinsic value? If we look at the Bible, yes, <laughs> everyone has intrinsic value. In fact, you were so valuable that Christ died on the cross for you. And also, people are image bearers of the living God. So people have value. Whenever and you you kind of you you kind of hammered it home in terms of mentioning how it was very similar to what was happening in the 1940s with stripping people of value back in slavery in America stripping people of value when you deduce people to an identity when you deduce people to a, a group and you take away all their personal characteristics all their personal merit all their personal morals and beliefs when you do that it becomes very easy to go extreme very easy to go extreme because you're not judging anything you're not judging things by the merit of their character you're not judging people by the merit of their character it's no longer a meritocracy it's a class-based system and that's where marx always wanted to separate divide and then conquer and and, and it's bad it's very bad and i wit and and that's saying it that's putting it lightly that it's bad also wanted to address the the issue of the economics with with the Juneteenth holiday. I'm I'm all for Juneteenth being a holiday. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. I think what I saw on Juneteenth though was very nasty out of these corporations. Mm -hmm. Very nasty out of these corporations. Mm -hmm. Disregard the voting block issue, which is an issue. These companies will put up a profile picture and we'll put up all sorts of things saying, oh, we're in support of this, we're in support of this. Not because they really do support you, which they probably do support the cause. It's purely because they Sims want to procure training. your service, your business. It's a, it's a cynical play. It's an incentive. Think about it. It would incentivize you to do this because it'd be saying, oh, look at me. And actually, I think it's funny what you saw what you saw was there were people who were calling this out there were yep. people within the CRT movement who were calling this out who were saying oh you're just doing that to get money exactly a great example it's, of that if i could just add on to that real quick you take a look at your ads on tv today you're talking a black person a white person a hispanic person an asian person all in one family that's insane that that is so idiotic because that's not representing what your culture really is. I have no problem with a, a total black family on a, on a commercial. I have no problem with a total Asian family on a commercial. I have no problem with a total white family being on a commercial. 
I have no problem with the foster family with, 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 with the two black, but it is kind of a weird stretch to get Asian, Mexican, white, black, all in the same, excuse me, all in the same family. And that goes to exactly what Josh is saying. You're doing it to it's a cynical appease play. people and get your dollar. It's a cynical play. So moving on to the uh, chair of politics. <sighs> Just go ahead and give us sort of a praise or, or thought. CRT, is this is this a cynical ploy to divide and conquer politically? Politically, without a shadow of a doubt, it's insane. You you want you want to tell me that there is systemic oppression other than just individual racism? in America when some of the most successful immigrants are from Nigeria. I mean, it's it's insane to me how people can fall into this trap of CRT. Absolutely. So, and then again, from the economic chair, some folks have already grazed my my chair and you're absolutely correct. It's a uh, fun one. I, uh, actually, I, I actually wanna push back on the same. I don't think it's that crazy at all. If you take it from a worldly perspective, I, then CRT makes complete sense. Because even though it doesn't, but let's say it's very easy to make it make sense because you have stats, you have numbers. But if you take it from a biblical perspective, it's impossible for it to make sense. But also, those stats and numbers go against CRT. Oh, I know. There are, and there there are lies. Oh, I know. There are lies. Oh, there are damn lies. And then there's statistics. You've heard. You've heard the saying. But I go back to the key question. You, you could you always don't mix even them. Need to, economic, theological. I don't care what you look at here. From a philosophical point of view, a search for truth, can you use racism to take care of racism? No. That's the question. Self, can you use a, a self, wrong to fix a wrong? It's a self-defeating statement. So uh, with that said, from the chair of economics, I'll just briefly dip one last time here, and then we're going to go ahead and move on to the next one. We're going to lose Daniel for a little bit. and. Uh, We'll see. We'll see if we can get someone else to jump in. But with that said, Chair of Economics, I'm just going to say this: You look at the way they're structuring this. LBJ will ha said we'll have those N-words voting for us for the next hundred years, and what has he had? He's had it. He's had them voting, and that has created an enormous economic incentive structure. We're now importing vote voters by the millions through the border. Look, I really. The only people I've really heard to talk about the browning of America are Democrats. Really, I mean, Mr. Pomeroy, how many of your, you're as white as they get, you're a pasty white boy. How many of your yes. grandkids are brown? Um, 50%? Two. Well, no, 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 but but but, but you had two two daughters-in-laws. Yeah, daughters two, two daughter-in-laws, yeah. Yeah, that, that, so it's about half of them, yep. give or take. Yep. So with that said, None of us care about that. It's no. only the Democratic side that uses that because that's where their little brain is running. Most people really do not care about that. What we do care about is a unrestricted flow of people who we don't know coming in. But they're using that as a voting block. But to get back to Juneteenth, it's a cynical ploy to continue the destruction of the black and brown nuclear family. By the way, this was what Margaret Sanger wanted the whole time. Uh, this is just a continuation of that ideology. Not her directly, but this is a continuation. They're trying to use Juneteenth to continue a narrative that is intentionally, intentionally set 
to break down the economic structure of the quote unquote less desirable races. If there is systemic racism in America, the people who are screaming about it the most are the ones who are actively employing it. It is reflectionism. And, and let me go on that for a little bit. So not two years ago, we saw the highest black employment that we've had in easily 10 years. Yeah. Under Trump. Well, then would, then Biden. Say ever. Yeah. Yeah. It, especially in modern American history. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that being said, Biden comes in. He continues his unemployment. He pushes for even more stuff. So you have it's unemployment rates are skyrocketing. The latest number came out, I think, Thursday. I haven't looked at it since. It was something like 438,000, which is anywhere between 50 to 80,000 more than they thought. Increase from X number previous. Mm -hmm. So with that said, again, when you read the instruction manual, things just seem to work better. And it's just one of those things. Thanks for making my point just a bit further. When you follow God's precepts and rules that he laid out in the Bible, mm -hmm. including understanding that man is innately evil and putting things for his self-interest, if that's the way he gets forward with the limits and checks and balances of the government playing referee and nothing else, society will become better. You cannot have a utopia where all man comes together in love and equality until Christ himself comes. Uh, capitalism? is just a mechanism to provide that. If you have a godly government governing capitalism, it will more or less restrain the worst influences of man's nature and promote the positive. But at the moment you have something like a corporatist, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Clinton, George Bush, I know I'm sipping on toes here, uh, these people will now allow a socialistic government under a corporatist structure. And that's what we're seeing today. Uh, but with that said, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. And then I know we got to say bye-bye to Daniel. But uh, uh, culture front. I just wanted to say, also with Democrats doing that with the voter block, I, I do, I do want to say this. When we say that, we're not talking about – we're more so addressing the ideology more than yes. the person, yes. than the individual. Agreed. And yeah. also I, wanted, I do want to say this. I do feel like the Republicans do it a slight bit. They do it with communism and Cubans. But slight bit. In terms of playing to the Cuban fear and getting them to vote for them, but that's a separate issue. I'd say I'd say the threat of communism is a threat that is worth harping on. The, the The difference with CRT is that it's a lie. The thing about communism and socialism is that those are real. You're you're absolutely correct. Republicans definitely rally behind stuff, and they rally behind lies too. By the way, war on drugs, huge lie. Sorry, bad idea. Does not work. Bad idea. Flawed at the core. I was just trying to point out. You see, overall though. The what happens when everyone you, yeah. everyone rallies behind stuff and the one thing you cannot do please do not be a party line tower mm -hmm. okay the biggest problem with republicans yeah. is that they're not they're independent thinkers it's also the greatest asset continue to think independently and if you're searching for truth if you're actually spending the time you will come to the right point uh the democrats vote as a block no matter what the party believes they do it even if they're they don't believe in abortion They'll vote just because it's the party line. You, people need to get away from following that, voting based upon party lines and voting based upon Bible lines. Amen. Purely. Amen. Purely. It, it, it typically works out. I mean, mind you, there's been some presidents that we've had that were Bible, Bible followers, like Jimmy Carter, who 
said he was a Bible father. They said he was a Bible father. But but yeah. you see what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 and Jimmy Carter is considered one of the worst presidents. But that but that's besides the point. End of the line. <laughs> end of the end of my line for culture. People have value. CRT treats certain people like they don't have value. Therefore, it's a flawed premise. Therefore, it is a flawed premise. Amen and amen. Moving on to the chair of uh, politics, Daniel. I know you got to go. Yeah. So first off, let me just start by saying CRT is not a ploy for equality. It is a ploy for equity, which is very different. Equity is essentially a fancy term for equal outcome. And so if you have equal outcome, it is always at the downfall of others. Always. Every time. You look at lower the bar for some people and drag the bar up for others on their back. Yep. And so you look at some socialist countries. I'm not going to list an example because there are far too many. Yes, they all have equal income, but they are all equally poor. That is the facts. It's insane to me. Absolutely. So moving on to the chair of philosophy. Well, just kind of going back to where we started on this whole thing, the, the key question to me is, you know, does does taking a wrong to fix a wrong really work? And in the grand scheme of things, that, that should be common sense. No, it does not. It, it's not going to. That doesn't work. You, you need to find something different. Amen and amen. In the chair of theology. Yes, well, for this clip specifically, and then also I think for um, those who who are really pushing CRT more broadly, um, I think this clip really highlights the one of the biggest problems that I see with it, which is that these people are not examining their own hearts in any way. They are not allowing for even the possibility that any bit of evil resides in them, which is kind of what you were talking about. Is they're, they're, She would say that most people are generally good. She would put herself in that category. Correct. She is not recognizing that just like I have original sin, she has original sin in her. That's a problem that all humans have to face. And I think that this ideology specifically gives people a way out of that. It gives them a way that they don't have to face themselves in the mirror because all of their problems can now be projected externally. It's the rosary or the penance for your own sin Mm -hmm. is to call out someone else's. And that is theologically incredibly dangerous because the first step to salvation is realizing that you need a savior. you, you You don't go further until you hit that point. And this is fundamentally attacking that very first step. And by the way, church, you're still not sanctified in this current world. So a little bit of humility mm-hmm. is highly advised. Perfect I'm speaking to myself, too, by the way. All of us. With that said, uh, Chair of Economics, just a quick wrap up. Your family structure is much more valuable than any government aid that can be brought. Uh, Daniel alluded to it earlier. If you have two parents who are in the house, mommy and a daddy, and they are with you until you're 18, 
I believe if you're below the poverty line, it's something, I don't have the stat in front of me, I apologize. You are statistically significantly much more likely to rise above the poverty line. It's somewhere between the 10 to 30% chance that you'll stay below. You have a significantly higher chance of raising above the poverty line if you have two parents. Race, comparatively speaking, does not matter. It's were your parents below the poverty line. By the way, the way they've structured it, Black and brown kids don't get that so much. That is the systemic racism in America. And I wish uh, conservatives pay attention before you rebut something. Pay attention to the statistics, the facts, and the reality. Yes, there is systemic racism in America. It's being foisted on us by the same people who are saying that there is such a racism. We say, no, 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 there's not. We're not racist. No, no. Look a little further. The person speaking is captive to an ideology or they're perpetrating it. One or the other. With that said, we have another clip to move on to here. Now, happy Father's Day, all, because we're going to go ahead and talk about this happy Juneteenth Father's Day. We have two fathers. I have a melanin deficiency to say some of the things these guys are going to say. Uh, with that said, as soon as these guys say what they're, what you'll hear here, you'll you'll realize how great it is i've got two clips let's run them both and then we'll we'll react to them one is a black dad talking about critical race theory and frankly why he wasn't held down when you talk about critical race theory which is pretty much going to be teaching kids how to hate each other how to dislike each other that's pretty much, that's pretty much, I don't care what it's pretty much what it's going to all come down to you're going to deliberately teach kids this white kid right here Perfectly tell a white kid, oh, the black people are all down to suppress. How do I have two medical degrees if I'm sitting here oppressed? How do I get, first of all, wait, stand up, because I only got five minutes now, not five minutes. Two medical degrees, no mom, no dad in the house, worked my way through college, sat there and hustled my butt off to get through college. You gonna tell me somebody looked like all y'all white folks kept me from doing that? Are you serious? Not one white person ever came to me and said, well, son, you're never going to be able to get nowhere because you know the black people. But guess what? What's sickening about this whole thing is what y'all doing right now is already something I do in my community right now to speak out against stuff because black folks are getting told by other black folks, oh, you know you ain't going to be able to do nothing out there in the world because them white folks ain't going to let you get nowhere. Oh, you know you're not going to be able to do here because you know, white, the, the white man, the white man going to keep you down. Well, how did I get where I am right now if some white man kept me down? How am I now directing over folks that look just like you guys in this room right now? How? What, what, what kept me down? What oppressed me? I work for myself from off the streets to where I am right now. You gonna sit here and tell me this lie of critical race theory? Of this, this, this the reason why black folks can't get ahead because of white folks? Are you kidding me? This is what we come to now. I can't believe we even talking about this right now. He, he, he's just, again, he's a poster child for what's wrong with that argument. If I could find him, I would give him a big old hug. Because really, and, and, and I, want, I want to be understood here, I'm not, I'm not saying that what was done in the past wasn't wrong. It was wrong. It was, it was unbelievably wrong. But the thing is, is that this is a great example of somebody looking at the, at the argument, the, the, the tenets of the argument and going, this, this isn't adding up. And I'm going to tell you where CRT is going to get defeated. It is going to be more black people standing up and saying, this is hogwash. Amen. That's where it's going to be defeated. It's okay. not going to be the white person. The white person has no voice in it. It won't be accepted. Agreed. The black person standing up and saying, that's baloney. 
that's where that gets. And confused. you have more and more powerful voices coming out. You've got people like Amala, Candace, uh, Bodie Bauckham Jr., Charles Payne, uh, uh, Thomas Sowell, uh, Larry Elder. Yeah. Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas. Can I say that I, I agree with what he said, but I dislike this way of art, of debating things or the the tactic that he used in debating. He Why used so? this tactic that. Oh, because it didn't happen to me, that means it didn't happen to anybody else. No, what, I, I don't, that's not I don't all agree with that. Yeah. If you I think to what that's he exactly says, what he did. No, no, no. If you listen to what he says and you listen to, to, to the, the whole, art, whole spiel carefully, he says, I had people tell me that, but no one held me down. That's right. But, but he, he says, I, I, yeah. I got up and I pushed through whatever anyone put in my way. Yeah. I pushed through it. And I, I like the way that Morgan Freeman said it in a more... Mm-hmm. Uh, same time he said there's no opportunity in this town for you there's a bus leaving every day he said you know he said someone asked him well how do people cut you down no one kept me down I'm one of the richest men in America I'm in that echelon why and he is and he, and he is and, and he's right the guy by, by the way Morgan Freeman not a conservative he is a flaming liberal but he gets that I think the thing here on this argument that he's making, he's trying to get black people to see, stop listening to the thing of white people are holding you down. And I think there's plenty of examples to show. Oh, I agree. They're, I, they're I, not yeah. being held down. They're being given that opportunity. I, I, I agree. I just, did, like I said, I just disagree with that style of argumentation. Sure. I think, I think to Josh's point, um, I, I don't think that he would say, and it wasn't, explicitly expressed in this specific argument or this portion of the argument. I don't think that he would say, or the point that Josh mm-hmm. is trying to make, that there are not instances of racism that still take place in this country that present challenges to minority communities or, or any community. But his point, or the point that I got from him, is that when you're presented with those challenges you are a strong person who can rise above them. Mm-hmm. He's like, speaking empowerment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. As mm-hmm. you know, as, us as the black community, we do face challenges. Mm-hmm. We're better than that. Yeah. Don't and don't don't get in this defeatist mindset of well, his, it's not yeah. gonna Well his thing was that and this is true, is that does society prevent you from ever succeeding? And he, the thing that he was saying is it doesn't prevent you from ever succeeding. It might prevent you from succeeding in, from a certain challenge or from a certain opportunity, but it's not going to forever inhibit uh, you. Because it, it's, it's the land of opportunity. It's going, you're going to get an opportunity probably at some point. Did you put in the preparation for when that opportunity came around? Absolutely. Or were you following the ideology and just complaining about the way that things are? And so you, you, you look at the... Italians, you look at the Asians, you look at a lot, Daniel said earlier, the Nigerian population, when they come over here, some of these cultures have that work ethic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And nothing can keep them down. It doesn't matter what you throw at the Asians, they're going to say, screw that, I'm pushing through. Mm-hmm. You talk to the Nigerians, they say, forget that noise, I'm just going to push through. You ever met a Nigerian? Mm-hmm. Someone's just off the boat? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. They are, you cannot stand in their way. All right? It's like the Indians. You think there's a race, you think we don't like brown people here? What happens to Indians? They're some of the most successful, intelligent, and it's not race. 
It's culture. Not all cultures are created equal. And by the way, Indian culture, not a big fan. Indians that come over to America, almost invariably, they're the ones who are like, okay, I do not want to live in India. I am going to fight for a better future. That's why we get, mm. that's why India is not a superpower, but the Indians that come here are amazing assets to our society because they come out of that melting pot and they say, I am going to make something of myself. There's nothing against Mm -hmm. the population it's all about the culture can i say that this actually might go towards the towards the pro homeschooling argument but an argument that you might hear back and rebuttal to this is that to that is that well the education is flawed and the education domestically it doesn't push this for the people but then you could say well, if you were homeschooling your children, though. Yes. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah. It's no, it's I'm, where you, you take away the system that you think is doing And ultimately, at the end of the day, you're going to find out that every person's an individual and has autonomy over their actions. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be held accountable for your actions. Big fan. Big fan of homeschooling. By the way, on an economic note, if you homeschool your kids, I've talked to a lot of employers. A lot of them will say, if I have a homeschooler with no college degree and a kid who just came out with mechanical engineering or or uh, engineering degree, if I interview the homeschooler and they're your typical homeschooler, I am taking them. Hmm. They say because they can adapt, improvise, and overcome in ways that the colleges do not teach. That's not saying that the college kid is less value. It's saying the college mm-hmm. is not doing a good job. They're taking our money and they're running with it and they're not doing for some people, nurses, doctors, uh, radiologists, those sorts of people, people who are working in nuclear plants, yes, you <laughs> go to college, uh, get some sort of formal training. But with that said, I, I would actually say all those people would be better suited just doing an internship mm-hmm. slash yeah. apprenticeship. Yeah. Problem with college nowadays is it's social club plus school instead of school plus social club. Yes. But... Moving on from that for just a moment, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and move on. I want to get one more reaction, then we can react in bulk one more time here. We're going to go ahead and switch over to this other dad on Father's for Father's Day, talking to his daughter. Daddy teaches you you can be anything in this world that you want to be, right? Don't Daddy teach you that? Yeah, and it doesn't matter if, if you're black or white or any color. Doesn't matter if you're black, white brown yellow, yellow right black. and and how we treat people is based on who yeah. they are and not and what color nice. they are and if they're nice and smart see this is how this is how children think right here critical race theory wants to end that not with my children it's not gonna happen my baby's gonna know that no matter what she wants to be in life all she has to do is work hard and she can become that work hard even though you don't know anyone you can make friends <laughs> Yeah, you can make friends, no matter what color they are. So we need to stop CRT, period, point blank. Children do not see skin color, man. They love everybody. If they're good people, they love them. We pray for people that are hurt. We pray for people who are hurt. By the way, I was raised, my my first three or four years in school, I was raised in an inner city church school. It was a minor, white minority school, okay? Let me be clear. 
we didn't we joked about each other's race it was not a less thing it's like oh man I, I you know i can't go out with you first grade right can't go out with you our babies wouldn't match like we we're, we're joking around about stuff like that we're talking about who's better at hide and seek <laughs> because oh, the oh, color oh. is darker kids don't care right kids don't care about race you say they look different that's just because they come from a different part of the world. You didn't say that also because you're racist. You said that because that's the homie. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, we're joking. When and the you homie can understands. Joke, when you can joke about something. And the homie will crack a joke on me. He'll say, oh, man, you're a ghost. Oh, no, so, so I, I... And I mean, I'll say, hey, man, I can't blame you. <laughs> no, we, we, my, my, my friends and I had terrible... We, we had some fun fun jokes. Like one of them, he, he go, uh, I said, Sadiq, you're a turd. And Sadiq comes back and goes, I'm not a turd because turds are brown. That sounded really good until I looked at my hand. <laughs> it's like, you stepped in that one, buddy. No, so we would joke like that, right? We would joke like that, and there's no animosity. Mm-hmm. But what does CRT do? Oh, it's all about animosity. It, that, that's, that's the ultimate objective in it. That's why it's... De- I, this is where I wish people could really just think for a moment you know i i have fun going on youtube from time to time and look at uh look at some of the videos that campus reform does and campus reform just goes to different college campuses and they ask young people some different questions about current issues of the day and then they'll talk about okay here's some quotes that were were made what do you think about that and they'll say it and then they'll ask who said that and they'll go inevitably somebody like Trump or along that line. And then they find out that it was a Democrat that said that. Look, that shows right there that we've got young people that are not, that are not in tune with what the facts really are. They accept it as a movement forward. And you brought this up earlier, John Arthur, and I think it's a great point. It does not matter which side of the political spectrum you're on. You have got to make sure that you take the moment to, to research the facts for what they really are. From a right and wrong perspective, the divisiveness in CRT is overwhelmingly clear. And that dad right there, he's got himself one gem of a daughter. And she's got one heck of a dad, by the Amen. way. Amen. By the way, that is what we advocate for, fatherhood. That is not, that's not just a, a father, Amen. it's a dad. Yep. It's a daddy with fatherhood. He's actually investing in his little girl. Guess what we want to systemically destroy if we're pushing the CRT narrative. You look at BLM. You look at all these. They want to destroy that nuclear family. Yeah. They want to take that dad away from the little girl before Just to she can ever know him. The organization. Your organization. Exactly. BLM Inc. or whatever they're <laughs> yeah. settled underneath. And by the way, that's what they are. We, we, we've heard that they... Uh, gotten hot water for millions and millions of dollars Patrice colors yes and so with that said uh e- economically where what is blm the company doing it's making <laughs> money yeah. at, at your expense by the way i've been to dc i've 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 walked with those folks uh all of your money that you send to things like blm to republican organizations too like the build the wall thing was a total sham I actually met the person who did that scam hmm. uh, she tried to get money out of the org that I was working with and <laughs> you know what it's also a scam was uh, that Minnesota Freedom Fund 
that Minnesota Freedom Fund, do people still haven't asked the questions about what happened to those to the excess $25 million? Oh my gosh. Because remember during that time period, it was to get people out who were on non-criminal yes. charges on bail. But after it was done, I think they only spent $400,000 or something wow. like that. And so then they were asked the about- The 3% minimum is what you have to spend. You gotta understand that there's a 3% minimum for 501c3s. When you say that you're gonna do something, you're creating an org for it. You only have to donate 3% in some situations. But do you remember so what- some it's, some it's 80, some it's 20. Mm -hmm. it, it, it depends on the way you're structured. Mm -hmm. But some of these places you can get away with 3%. By the way, was in a was in a uh, El Paso area, talking talk to this homeless lady, called up the church that we were there for a funeral for and said, hey, they got this homeless lady. She's got six kids. Uh, she just lost everything. She's stuck in her car and needs gas. Uh, can you guys start to support her? You know, we, we gave her something. I said, can you guys start to support her? And they go, no, no, sorry, we're not able to. It's like, you have 4,000 congregates. Let me guess, my dad says. You've already spent your 3% of charitable gifts. And the lady goes, I'm sorry, sir. Have a nice day. Hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Re remember, though, or if, remember what they said, though, in response to when they were asked what happened to the rest of the money. And nobody gave them pushback on this. I'm mm -hmm. still perturbed by it. They said, uh, it they, said, they said, oh, but it will be going towards when other people need bail. Of course it will. Hmm. Of course it will. It, because they'll it, and you know what's funny? You know what that means? We will maintain this organizational structure so we can bring in more money the next time there's a need for that so that people will have that. But That's why we have that. We have to weather that out. But if you wanted to know, for a while. if you wanted to know the statistics on that, I think they said that that amount of bail money that they have, or if they use it all for bail money, I think they said it could be last for three hundred something years or something absurd like that. So basically, it was a donation in kind to the best charity. Basically, I it was the biggest finesse of all. Basically, it was the biggest finesse of all time. And mm -hmm. if you were a sucker and you donated, donating to it originally maybe made sense. But when you started to see the number go up to twenty million dollars, I mean. What are we really doing here? Mm -hmm. Are we just doing virtue it to signaling. look? Are we just doing this to look like good people? We're virtue signaling. That's all we're doing. Look, I'm a good person. I donated money. I'm going to post this on social media, which we can get into that. Why? And from a political perspective, that. isn't that what the government is doing right now with regards to uh, Juneteenth and, and CRT? To that's me, it's it a it's a lot of virtual signal signaling. Mm -hmm. That's all. Uh, by the way, that's all Juneteenth is. And I was listening to uh, Miss Amala over on PragerU, and, and I know, I said PragerU, the Nazi organization run by a Jew. Uh, with, with that said, uh, uh, she said it really well. She goes, okay, so we have this. What does it fix? Does it fix the broken homes? Does it fix the economic ruin brought on by those broken homes? What does it change? Like, it, yes. Slavery ended, and that is something that should be celebrated. And maybe, maybe Juneteenth, maybe, maybe not, could have been the day that we were celebrating. Day of Emancipation would have been a great national holiday. Okay, uh, yep. but 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 if you said on Juneteenth, fine. However, what did this fix? And I think that's a good question. Why are we jumping around for one more paid holiday? By the way, it's not a paid holiday this year. <laughs> But uh, why are we jumping around for another paid holiday when we're actively destroying the, the, the family? And so I, I think it's fun, funny that Juneteenth and Father's Day fall on the same weekend when, mm. when, when, it's, when it's announced. It's interesting because one is veiled in this beautiful shell of we're celebrating the destruction of racism. 
but secretly all white people are evil and black mamas don't hang out with with your husband husband get it out and the next day we're celebrating father's day where we're looking at the systemic destruction of the quote-unquote undesirable race's family and then when they have destroyed the home and now all of these single mothers single parents are put in a position that they feel like they have to send their child to public school now the government can be daddy mm-hmm. and they can teach your child whatever they want that's and, the real danger and many regardless of race in fact i would say that possibly some of the wealthier um families I'm not going to put race on that are more um, at fault of this is they don't check what your child is what your child is learning in public school. Right. They don't sit down and say, "Oh, what did uh, what did your history teacher tell you today? Was it correct? Did it have a bias that that we need to talk about?" You know. And how do you even start to have that conversation? Uh, because you don't know what you don't know unless you're talking to your kids. Mm-hmm. And by the way. When, when kids are the unfortunate byproduct of a pleasurable interaction with your spouse, uh, they'll come back. That'll come back to bite you. When, and you wonder, why do they turn liberal? Did you ever raise them conservative, or did you let the government well, and Axl Rose and Madonna do it for you? Well, I would also even contest this: is why, not even why why they turn out liberal, but why they turn out not following the Bible. Did you ever teach it to them? Did you teach them the real Bible? Did you teach them the real gospel? Because, and here's the thing, you can... You grew up in church, and you didn't feel like you you had it settled. Well, the thing is, whenever I grew up in church, I think it was, yes, I didn't have it settled. I had the ideas, but I I didn't have it truly settled until I was 18, until 2015. And I mean, I had been going to church for a long time. Now that wasn't because of my parents, I'm gonna tell you. My parents are amazing, they they really are. Uh, and, I, and I also went to public school and I don't really feel like public school did a lot of influence. It was just, the fact of the matter was, I didn't have it settled. And, and, and this is the ultimate thing. You could do everything for your child and your child could still- They're still a free agent. And they're still, they're free, they have autonomy and they can make bad choices. And they can make choices that have really harsh consequences and that's something we know but i will say that if you put them in an environment where they could potentially thrive setting them up for success that might be the better route but and isn't that the job and isn't that the job of the father that's that's why that guy in that second clip that's that's why he's got a gem of a daughter Go, go get him because he's working on it. He's yeah. pouring into her. Yep. And God bless him for it. That's what we need. On this Father's Day, I want to just uh, encourage everyone to to promote and trumpet fatherhood. Okay, on Mother's Day, we, we, we promote and trumpet motherhood. Father's Day, honor your fathers. Amen. Honor your fathers and fathers. Work it. Work on your kids. Pour into them. Any other thoughts before we wrap up today? Happy Father's Day. Amen. Jennifer? Happy Father's Day. All right. So with that said, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, If you have any 
thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, uh, uh, talk about uh, my Shatner-esque pauses or anyone else's uh, verbal tics, go ahead and leave them in the comment section down below. If you have an argument that you think is compelling for or against what we've talked about, tell us which chair you're coming from down in the comment section below and let us know. Uh, like, share, subscribe, by the way, your uh, five-star rating, your whatever, does help the podcast. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, with that, God bless. And until next time. Yes. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.